0: I want to make it with you. I want to make that revolution with you. This is KEXU 96.1 FM. PO People's Revolutionary Radio. This is JV and you're listening to Free Aslan. Today's show we have uh, some special guests from Jovenes Activos. Uh, This is the activist revolutionary youth group out of San Jose. Uh, and, um, you know, very important, these groups, youth groups who are engaging in their communities. Um, I came across them, and, um, you know, a while back, and um, at one of these events, and I thought that um, what they were doing was very special. Anytime the youth organize in their communities and their barrios, it's a very special thing um because the youth are the future and these are the future generations that are going to be uh taking our place and challenging the injustice and um and and so they provide us with uh, a good example of of what's coming in the future and um you know and they also provide other communities other rasa communities and varios on how to organize and what it looks like when the youth uh, get get um, you know involved in in organizing and um, fighting for justice in the community. So I'm o- I want to welcome uh, jóvenes activos. Thank you all for uh, coming on to Free Aslan. Thank you. Well, um.
1: My name is Sandra, and I'm part of
0: Jovenes Activos. Well, thank you, Sandra. And 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 there's a few of the Jovenes uh, with us today, so let's get started on this this uh, on this program today. And let me ask, um, tell us about Jovenes Activos and why it was created.
1: Um, so Jovenes Activos, it's a youth group. Um, in the community of Somos Mesa, May- we organized
0: inside Somos Mesa. Um, so we were created to give uh, brown youth voices. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And it's always beautiful when brown voices are highlighted um, because uh, in the media, in this mainstream media, uh, brown voices are always uh stifled they're always covered up and and you know swept under the rug and um you know the the state really don't want brown voices out there because what happens is brown voices expose um the injustice and oppression that we face and brown voices also inspire other brown voices and bodies to mobilize and to you know um fight the injustice and that's something they don't want they don't want to happen you know it's it's something that they try to bury and they try to stop um brown people from uh, mobilizing and moving forward they 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 try to stop us from organizing and uh we cannot be stopped though and you know we continue to come we're continuing to 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 flow into these false U.S. borders And it's a beautiful thing when uh, we realize the power that we have And our voices are very powerful And this is why they work so hard To uh, stop our momentum and stop us from um, You know, um, having these platforms And these uh, independent medias and radios and newspapers and stuff So, but let me ask Um you know, because Hoven is activists is you know it's basically a Rasa activist group. So, but you know, why are Rasa activist youth groups important? Uh, hi, so my name is uh, Monica, and um, I really think that
2: youth activists are important because. We don't always see them in our communities, so it's also an inspiration to other groups and other youth from other communities to organize together, and that way we're able to educate people on the issues that are important um, to the community and the issues that affect um, the people in the community. And it's also like a family away from home, and you're giving that opportunity to take on like a leadership role and be part of something.
0: Beautiful, I, I mean, those are beautiful words, and it, and it is true, you know, when I see um, these groups like Jovenes activos, the first thing that comes to mind to me is uh, these groups are a huge alternative to what some call gangs, you know, and, you know, I should mention that gangs, I don't like the term gangs, I don't like using it because... All the varios are, are basically survival youth groups. These are youth, oppressed nation youth, um, who come together in certain varios, certain communities. They organize together, and, um, and because they're facing the same repression from the state, so they come together, they recognize and identify that they're uh, in the same boat, that they're facing the same repression, that when they walk down the street... You know, the pigs are pulling them over just like they're pulling the other people over in their varrios. So, they naturally come together, uh, organize, and, you know, sometimes they don't make the best decisions. Sometimes in their organizations, they uh, make um, choices that ain't correct, but they're organizing the best way they can. And they're trying to survive uh, the state the best way they can. So... These youth survival groups that some people call gangs, you know, um, they are youth groups as well. However, you know, uh, these uh, activist youth groups are a big, big alternative to what some call gangs. And, they're, they're, they're you know, this is uh, a reflection of um, people organizing um, against repression in a good way, in a positive way. Coming together, like you said, as a family, but doing things that benefit the people and not hurt the people. So it's very, very, um, very good. I think Jovenes Activos, myself, um, this is why I wanted to, uh, you know, invite you all. I see Jovenes Activos as a model uh, activist youth group for uh, Raza or other communities facing oppression. I see it as a model because um, this is what can happen, not just in Mayfair, but it can happen in any barrio, not just in Sanjo, but also throughout California, throughout Khalifa Aslan, throughout uh, these false U.S. borders. Anywhere Raza are at, this is what um, can be accomplished. It's a very beautiful thing, very special and i see um jovenes activos as a model you know this is uh what can occur when uh, raza come together and work for their community and um and, and partake in activist actions it's a beautiful thing you know and um so i wanted to talk a little bit about um you know some of the projects that um that have been taken up so what are some important projects that your organization has taken up.
2: Uh, so my name is Scarlett. Um, so some of the, uh, the projects that we've been working on from the start um, was three main causes that we thought were really important in our community. And they were it was housing, murals, and Maksa, And we all split up as a group, um, but we're still helping each other out in every committee that we're doing. Um, in the murals, we're trying to have more murals um, that represent our culture. And um, for housing, is we're trying to have low income housing for people who live on the street and don't have um, a place to live in their community in Mayfair. And Moxa, um, is a youth center that we're trying to op- reopen um, so the youth can have a place to be. And um, so there's a lot of resources
1: for the community um, as well. So going going back a little bit to the murals, also we're trying to restore, protect murals that already exist because a lot of our Chicano murals are being erased here in San Jose. So something that uh, Joven Efectivos have have been doing is kind of advocating for that and been going to our commission meetings, landmark meetings in City Hall and kind of fighting for the protection of those murals because after Mural de la Raza was kind of Taken down, it affects our community a lot, and kind of made us upset because there was brown voices already of youth already uh, fighting for causes, but we weren't we weren't seen to be heard until it got media coverage. And uh, something that we did in the in the summer was um, a program called Growing Together, which was a a week long workshops for the community for youth, um, adults, uh, children, and. Every day was a new experience. Um, on Monday we did a lot of learning of the history of San Jose. We had Mr. 1777 and Raza del Sol come down and uh, talk, talk to us a little bit about the, the history of, of the Eastside and all the walkouts that happened. Because uh, we, we did a, a walkout with Allen Rock School District around March, so we kind of learned about the history of like um, how it was already happening uh, here in San Jose. Also we're very big on um, trying to provide low-income housing here in the Comunidad de Mejor and the east side of San Jose because it's a displacement is an issue that is affecting all of us um, and a lot of us in the group actually and um, Uh, those are some of the ones that we've been working on. And Moxa is it's a youth center that used to be open here for um, the youth, not only youth, but the families all over the east side of San Jose, a place where we grew up going to, and it was shut down. And right now it's kind of going back and forth with the city and the district. And now we're trying really hard to open it and, and give resources for, for not only Rasta but everybody in the community. Um, And then also getting uh, more youth involved in seeing that they could advocate for these issues uh, in the community and just inspiring other groups and youth to join uh, the movimiento.
0: Powerful. And, you know, I I like the housing part, the project on housing that you guys focus on because gentrification is, uh, or like some of us like to call it, displacement you know displacement is a uh, is a big issue and you know some you know i know google is you know they're they're eating up all the land buying up all the land and displacing people and families uprooting people and they've been doing this for you know this goes back in uh in the history of this country uh for you know hundreds of years they've been doing this to our people and one of the things about gentrification is gentrification, I wrote an article about this a while back, gentrification is actually a form of neocolonialism, you know, it's the same thing, you know, it's uh, another uh, nation, an oppressor nation coming into the oppressed nation's communities, taking land, and, and it's basically neocolonialism, uh, it's a form of neocolonialism, and you know, um, and, and, and it's horrible, so I'm glad that you guys in in women and, and men, uh, young women and young men see and identify that gentrification is an issue um, that's very important to the barrios and to um, to our community and also the murals and the murals, you know, chicano art is very important because it draws a line of distinction between us and the oppressors it is um you know it distinctly um it's it's it, it it defines us that we are separate from the oppressor nation we have our own cultura we have our own artwork our own murals and you know um you know that the chicano nation has been uh, you know, decorating the walls of the barrios for you know since we first became colonizing here in California in 1848. So since that point on, you know, we began to decorate our barrios as best as we could, and um, the the oppressor nation doesn't like it because um, it's defining us as distinct people, a distinct nation, separate from uh from the oppressor and they do not like that they, they want us to uh, assimilate and our cultura our uh murals uh they uh, show that we are not assimilating you know we have our own culture and uh so artwork is very important and and and, you know, I got involved a little bit in the um, struggle for the mural. And I, I see you guys there. I see you guys actively engaging and defending our murals and our artwork and our cultura. Beautiful thing because um, that, you know, that that's what they, they hope that nobody comes out to defend our culture and our murals. And um, they they hope to continue to destroy and to whitewash literally um all of our cultura you know and that's their goal that's their their whole goal so that's a very very important also the walkouts is a beautiful thing in the history of the walkouts as you all know um you know um you know when um you know 10,000 plus uh Raza walked out of schools in in los angeles uh many decades ago and and so the the tactic of the walkout you know, is is the, is a Chicano tactic. You know, it was um, created, and now we still see people using the tactic today. You know, after 50 years or so, um, it's still being employed. So it's a powerful tactic, and um, and that's another thing the state does not like. They do not like uh, seeing uh, school school people in schools walking out of class. Um, Because it it basically puts them on blast for what they're doing. it's showing that the uh, young youth in schools are um, conscious. And they know that they're sending a message to the state. And, you know, back in uh, when they did the LA walkouts, they called them the blowouts. When they did that, it's also important to note that, you um, you know, J. Edgar Hoover at the time, you know, sent out a memo. And this came out and many books published it. It's a known fact that they published um, and they sent out to all the field offices um, that, you know, they need to stifle any kind of uh, nationalism growing in the oppressed communities. So that's brown nationalism, black nationalism. They were highly against it because of the the walkouts. The very next day after 10,000 Chicano students walked out, the very next day they, they... published an, an, an article in the LA Times talking about, um, you know, th- these walkers. It scared the hell out of uh, the state. So, you know, the walkouts are a powerful tactic. And I hope to see uh, young people continue to use them and continue to um, push for justice um, through this tactic. It's a beautiful tactic. And, uh, but also, you know, we have stuff going on in the news lately. You know, um, with the migrants coming from many different countries. And we have uh, horrible things uh, happening. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, the young baby who was, you know, died in the hands of the, um, the, the Migra is, is horrible. Um, young Yakalin, you know, she um, was was left in their possession and uh, she dehydrated and she, you know, it's a, it's a horrible thing what is occurring to brown people right now. And, um, you know, it, 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 in, in this, these things that are occurring, the deaths of children, the separation of families, um, the criminalization of entire nationalities, all of this has happened before it happened in Nazi Germany. And You can trace every one of these steps in Nazi Germany. They did the same thing. They criminalized the nationality They criminalized um, certain um, uh, Oppressed people they separated families, you know, the kids go one way the the, the parents go another and um, Children were also murdered uh, in Nazi Germany. So everything we're seeing we're seeing um, develop here Is a form of fascism and it's happened before and we look to other countries and we learn uh, what what the end result will be so it's very important that people resist and people organize and find ways to um, you know seek justice in these matters but you know I wanted to ask uh, what are your thoughts on the migrants coming from other countries and the repression they are encountering at the false US border
3: so, this is uh, Gabriel, um, also one of the coordinators for the urban Activos. How you been?
0: Hey, how are you doing, Gabriel? Good to have you good, on here.
3: Good. So, I, I appreciate that you use the word migrant. A lot of times people will use the term immigrant as if we're coming into something or out of something. And by using the term migrant, it educates people that we've been walking up and down this continent for a long time, regardless of any false borders that they Absolutely. create. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, that's always good to, to educate the young people about using just the, the M-word instead of the I-word. Right. Um, and I think, you know, again, when, when you have these policies uh, of, again, um, incarcerating a bunch of uh, young people um, and then them in the jails learning, you know, all these types of uh, different ways of, of uh, doing things and getting trained in ways of, of repression and stuff, and then deporting them back to their countries to where then they become, it, it, it becomes an international kind of uh, uh, process where, um, you know, again, whether they're running drugs or guns or whatever um, through the United States. Because we know what the CIA and other uh, government agencies have done in the community with, like, cocaine and, and other drugs that they try and, and get into yes. the communities. Um so then, uh, they begin to extort people from the home countries, whether it's from Central America. So then, these families want to escape that kind of violence and 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 leave that area, and obviously they're going to follow the money. So that's why they come up um, into the northern parts where we're at, and you know, and so it's these kind of international policies that the the United States has created, um, not only domestically by deporting undocumented people within the prison system but then turning around and, you know, ripping them off in their own home countries in terms of the disproportionate way of how they set up the economics that obviously people are going to follow the money. Um, and so then to once they get over here to try and keep them from um, entering the country, you know, it's, it's just kind of a ridiculous process. Um, and then, you know, they always talk about the displacement of, of workers and the workforce here in this country, which is also ridiculous because if you – Go to any fields, you will not see other uh, peoples, you know, bent over and picking strawberries right. or uh, picking fruit or you know doing the different things, putting food on people's table. It's the rasa that usually does that type of work. Um, and so again, you know, again, just the the ingest ways that they um, try and um, um, perpetuate these kinds of myths about why people come up why they're um, trying to escape the violence what you know kind of the root cause of where that violence come from they don't they don't talk about those things
0: right yeah absolutely right and you know um the u.s um you know a lot of the causes of this um you know the things going on in these countries um was caused at the hands of u.s imperialism you know they, they go to these countries and they exploit These countries and take their resources, and then they leave them uh, high and dry. And then they expect um, they're surprised when um, the country's in turmoil economically, politically, socially, and when these people are saying, Okay, well, there's nothing here but devastation, and, and you know, and so we're gonna go over here to the U.S. And then they're surprised after they went over there and sucked the blood out of these countries like vampires. So, you know, it's 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 just, um, you know, it's just crazy that, um, you know, they have the audacity to, um, you know, complain when people come over here after they've had their hands in their country's resources for so many years. It's just, it's it's horrible that, that you know, that this occurs. But, you know, as you said... Um, you know um people on this continent been migrating uh for thousands of years back and forth so and i think it is very important to uh call it what it is and it's 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 my, it's migration it's migrants it's um you know uh, because the word uh immigrant has a negative connotation to it so very important that we call it out for what it is is you know these are migrants some of them don't want to stay here forever some of them hey they're going to come here for a year they're going to come here for 10 20 years and then they're going to go back you know it, it doesn't matter you know and um these are false borders anyways and our people have been um you know they've been traveling these paths as you said for thousands of years so you know um it's important that you know people in the communities try to support uh, what is occurring and um, you know we know the state you know they sent military over there they you know they got these uh, white militia groups over there and and so you know but you know rasa have been traveling over there as well and um, you know a lot of people um, freedom loving people have been traveling over there and are are assisting and supporting in many ways and um, and, and I'd like to see that continue as well. It's important that when uh, tragedies happen like uh, what occurred to this young girl that, um, you know, that we don't let uh, the state uh, forget about it as well, you know, and we're not going to cover up for the state. You know, they can cover up on their uh, media stations and in their, um, you know, um, uh, newspapers and and, and all of that. But when it comes to Rasa independent institutions, uh, newspapers, radios, we're not covering up for the state. And we're going to continue to um, call them out on what they're doing and educate our people on what they've been doing, not just today, but what they've been doing since they stepped foot on this continent. And um, and so it's very good uh, to hear, um, you know, groups um, understanding this, identifying it, and um, having a good grasp, um, a good pulse on what is occurring um, over here on these false U.S. borders. But, you know, um, I wanted to ask um, also... Um, you know, because in today's time, a lot of people were, you know, um, very, you know, um, individualism is running rampant and, you know, people are just, you know, out here living their lives and doing, um, you know, what, what they want for themselves and not really um, taking their communities into account. So let me ask, uh, why is it important? For Raza to be involved in their communities.
4: Hey, Jose. Uh, this is Miguel. Uh, Miguel Cultura.
0: Okay, Miguel. Uh, oh. Gracias for coming on to the program.
4: Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I mean, we think it's important for for Raza to be involved in their community because um, every uh, every voice counts. You know, every, everybody needs to put in their input. And create one big voice um, to 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 create change uh, in the community and and keep expanding and keep growing and and, and being part of, of creating history uh, together. You know, to 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 set uh, set like a stamp in our communities that this is what we did and and uh, the fight doesn't stop. You know, it just keeps progressing, progressing until uh, th- there is a there is a flip of. Of, uh, kind of like this way of thinking, you know, this, this, uh, big American way of thinking. Um, but yeah, it's really important to, to, to create change in the neighborhood and, and, and keep inspiring and, and, and growing and, and, and establishing more relationships with, uh, with our community.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you guys provide a a very good example of, community involvement even with this interview because um you know the li- the listeners may have noticed that you know i'm not interviewing one person from jovenes activos uh it's a collective uh effort and um and you guys represent the community in every aspect including in the interview and it's uh, many different people involved and, and and that's a beautiful thing and and we have to learn from history it's very important that we don't have these single figureheads, you know, figureheads and these, um, you know, one person and one leader. We don't have that today. We have to uh, learn from history because in history, uh, anytime our people have organized or other oppressed people have organized and we have one person. Uh, You know one leader and and what happens is the state targets this leader and targets this person and um, And you know neutralizes the person and then um, the the group uh, Degenerates and and degenerates and and is no longer um, uh, Around so we you know we have to learn in, in many different ways and community involvement is one because um it's not about one or two people it's about the community and that goes all the way down to our organizations our uh, social organizations our political parties our revolutionary cadre organizations our um collectives um every single group that organizes we have to keep in mind that you know it's important for all of us to be involved for many different reasons Uh, We have to mobilize the entire community, you know, and, um, you know, this is a people struggle. So anytime we have a people struggle, it's not about uh, this group or that group. It's mobilizing our entire community from babies all the way to grandparents. We want the whole entire community. um, and, And I see it myself personally. As uh, we have to mobilize Aslan uh, completely, and that goes from uh, the, the school children all the way to the grandparents. And we have to mobilize every barrio, every city, every state. And once we are mobilized in, in, in these numbers, um that's when you know real changes could come, and we can make real transformations to this society and the oppression that our people and people around the world have been facing because it's not just about us um yeah we're you know this is a rasa station uh you know Jovenes Nativos is a rasa organization as well, but you know um we all know that you know to fight oppression here is to fight oppression around the world because, um, you know, a a step forward here in these false U.S. borders um, lessens the oppression and repression around the world for other oppressed peoples. So, you know, we have to continue. We're behind enemy lines and we have to continue. We have a foothold here behind enemy lines. Uh, Geographically, we're situated in a good spot to struggle to struggle in the heart and the belly of the beast, and we have to uh, take, you know, we have to uh, understand and um, and really um, take on this responsibility because we all have a responsibility—not just Rasa, but you know, every oppressed person within these borders has a responsibility to stand up not just for our own people but for people around the world so that's a, a very very um beautiful thing you you said about community involvement because it, it just it, it goes way past community but it starts in our community it starts in our families uh that's with right. our friends in our neighborhoods. so beautiful so let me uh let me ask you know a lot of people you know there's people listening there's a lot of uh people um who are politically active and social activists uh, who may be listening, who, you know, they might have schools, they might have uh, high schools, and they might want. People to come in to to talk, especially from Jovenes Activos. They might have social organizations. They might want to collaborate. They might want to do different things. There's a lot of people who are very interested in youth who are struggling and and are activists, social activists. It's it's a beautiful thing. So let me ask, uh, how can people, groups or organizations get involved or contact Jovenes Activos if they would like uh, you all to come and speak at an event or collaborate with Jovenes Activos.
2: Uh, hi, Jose. Um, hey, so if they can get in contact with us via our Instagram page, which is at Activos underscore ESSJ. Um, if they don't have an Instagram, they can send an email to the program coordinator. It's um, Gabriel, and it, his email is Hernandez at Somosmayfair.org. Or they can also contact him via telephone at 408-937-2573. Our meetings are at Somos Main Fair every Wednesday at 6 p.m.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. And um, so that's it. Uh, You know, I want to thank you all for coming on this show. I think it's very important that we support... Uh, youth groups and everybody, um, you know, not just in San Jose, but throughout the Bay Area, throughout Khalifa Aslan, you know, we need to support any kind of youth groups that are doing something positive, progressive. It's a beautiful thing. And um, once more, um, you know, I just want to thank you all, not just for, you know, the work that you do, but for the ability to identify the importance of coming together and, you know, helping your community. Not, you know, you, you know, it's very special what you are doing because there's not many groups like Jovenes Activos. So you have to understand that in a humble way. You know, understand that what you all are doing is something special. You, you all are, you know, at the forefront when it comes to youth groups. And um, I think it's a beautiful thing. You all are, are, are a model. Uh, when it comes to youth organizing, I've told you that before, I'll continue to tell you, and I will continue to be very happy to work with you all and collaborate at any time. Um, you know, I love you all, and uh, I just want to thank you for coming on to Free Aslan, and um, thank you very much, all of you. No, thank
4: you. Thank you. thank you. thank you. for giving us a voice to express. Thank you.
0: for Absolutely. This is the Rasa's platform right here. And this is KEXU 96.1 FM LP. Poll People's Revolutionary Radio. I'm JV and this was Free Aslan. Liberate the people.